Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of spring Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> MJ, I need your help. <laughs> what's what's so hard to talk I about, Jackie? What's hard to understand? It's just a simple generational curse. Cheryl was never Cheryl. She's never been Cheryl. Cheryl doesn't exist. Is that Cheryl exists? Does she exist? Uh, Cheryl, I don't think it's that complicated, Jackie. <laughs> I feel like I went down. So I, let me just set up the stage for you guys. So okay. after I watched Rivervale last night. Yes, we are talking about the uh, season six, episode four, four out of five of the arc of Rivervale. Oh, my God. That was four out of five. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's only one end. more left. Yeah, there's only one more left. Oh, uh, I'm sad about this ending. I don't want it to be over. Yeah. Because this was another weird uh, of the night gallery episodes that was set up into three pieces. I just want to set the stage of how I watched this last night. So I had just finished doing a Twitch stream where I was trying, I was a human and I was trying to fuck birds, right? Right. Consensually. <laughs> and the birds were humans, but they weren't humans, they're birds. And I went after Nageki. Nageki lived in the library. And I thought, oh, oh, Nageki's just a broody boy. And he's always in the library. But you know what? I'm going to get Nageki to fall in love with me. Spoiler alert. Nageki was a ghost. <laughs> I fell in love with a ghost bird who then broke my fucking heart in the end because, oh, I can't kiss you or date you because I'm a ghost and I live in the library. And I like set him free because turns out he had killed himself in the library. Long story. <laughs> this is where I come in and I start watching this episode, which is about Abigail Blossom slash Pop. Ch Poppy slash Cheryl Blossom. And it was a la the television show Cruel Summer that I was obsessed with last summer, where it is about Cheryl in different time periods starting from 1892 to present day. It was 1892, and then it was 1957, and then it was present day. And it goes through, and also a little bit of the hours, all right? So it goes through what each one of them had to deal with, especially being a 
uh, being a is Cheryl no Cheryl is Cheryl no she's just she's just a lesbian right she's just she's just a lesbian <laughs> right um I couldn't remember if she was bisexual or pansexual or not um but in this Cheryl has been a lesbian since the the land before time uh-huh. and uh we get to see her kiss a, a plenty which sign me up for it please it was sexy there was murder it lost me in the end but we're nowhere near that yet I, I it's hard to yeah, so this is the gayest, witchiest, gay witchiest episode we've had Witch. yet. Seven thumbs up for me. Absolutely. Like, it was the, it was the, they really, they are really waving the pride flag when it comes to Cheryl and her historic gayness. I feel like they're doing some, like, some nice, like, uh, kind of historic, like, you know, women were persecuted, witches were persecuted, gay people were persecuted. It's all a thing. It's a, it's you a know. I think they're it's it's the Riverdale kind of you know um, catch all. We're we're making a point um thing going on. Uh, you know, which is again, I love it. Gay gay witches. You know, gay proud feminist witches. Uh, get, sign you me up. You can't be any more for the two of us. I will <laughs> say that this episode was made for us. Yeah. Yeah. But and as you know, all of these episodes are standalone. So, I mean, Archie, I guess it has been because Archie has not been in any of these. We didn't even see him. You know, maybe that's a just now. Forgive me if this is a extremely obvious observation, but is that because Archie is on paternity leave? Oh, it could be. But that's not what I was thinking. Wait, did I hear it say this aloud or did I say it inside of my head? That <laughs> Jeff thinks that all of this, remember because the bomb blew up at the end of last season? Yes. He thinks that Archie's in you a You did coma say that out loud. And that he's coming in and out. Or, okay. So that maybe It could that be a twofer, why. though. It could be a convenient way to give KJ at best some paternity leave, but also yes. he's in a coma. I, st- I agree with Jeff completely there that all of this Rivervale is, is an Archie. Archie fantasy. And even though Tony became the child murdering sea witch in the previous episode or two previous episodes, she was in this one, but not as Tony as this historical as Thomasina. Thomasina. Thomasina, the name, I was like, guys, the, I mean, how Rivervale can we yeah, get? Yeah, it's so Thomasina, it's like- <laughs> shrouded in black, who shows up to Thornhill to seduce Abigail Blossom. The, 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 the like, dark witchy lesbian who comes and brings out the lesbians lesbianism um and so but i i don't so right so we we have this uh it's i was my brain kept doing the thing of like because all of the young people are playing historic people in this episode but unlike many past episodes of riverdale they are not playing their parents no. or even their grandparents. No. They're just playing random other, other people. people. Except for Cheryl, who is playing her ancestor, Abigail Blossom, and her ancestor, Poppy Blossom, who we've never heard about until today. By the or way. were they being played, MJ, or are they all the same eternal person? Right. We are not there yet, though. I. <laughs> I but I, I, I think... You don't think that we have to start at the end? I think we have to start at the end. Should we? I guess we can start at the end. Because the, yeah, otherwise, we'll not, the nothing end. we say is going to make any sense. Not that anything yeah, we say ever makes any, any sense, sense anyway. But like, <laughs> I truly think okay, we have to start at the start end. At the, okay, we'll start at the end. We'll start at the end. We'll start at the end. So uh, all of this is an overarching story that Cheryl Blossom is telling to Nana Rose, 
who is dying in the bed because this is all linked together because of, is it Bailey's Comet? Yes, Bailey's Comet. Bailey's Comet. Classic. Love it. I love it. That I just comes- love, I love to picture the writers where they're like, let's call it Bailey's Comet. Bailey's and then they like high five each other. Yeah. You know? And they're all coming everywhere. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope, I, I would only hope. Wine spritzers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they pop a bottle of champagne every time they come up with like a, the uh, American Express pun that they have that I can't even remember that they, you know, all of their I don't even annoying <laughs> glamazon, everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, the Glamour J eggs. Um, but so all of this is connected because of Bailey's Comet coming over, which is all wrapped into the witchiness that is the Blossom family. And so whenever the comet comes over, it is like, I'm assuming it's like All Hallows Eve type thing of like where the veil between the supernatural and the real is the thinnest, I would assume is what happens during Bailey's Comet. So at the end of this, while she's reading to Nana Rose the story of the Blossoms as if Nana Rose did not know these stories already, and Britta comes in, remember the orphan that she adopted? Britta comes in and is like, Mistress, Mistress, I want you to tell. <laughs> so she sits and she also gets to hear the tale for some reason. And what happens is Sabrina Spellman shows up and says, witches never die. And so they do a transference of souls ceremony and they hold hands and they transfer Cheryl's soul into Nana Rose's soul. They switch souls, they Freaky Friday'd each other. Freaky Friday, right before Nana Rose dies. Right before she dies and right as the comet is about to go over because Cheryl Blossom is Abigail Blossom is Poppy Blossom and like a Cullen family-esque twist they stay inside of Thornhill so that no one knows that Cheryl Blossom is eternal. Right. So... You know, again, (laughs) so that's that's one point. Okay, so that's part of it. That's all part of it. It's okay. Are you following us? (laughs) As we know, right, like we don't know whether any of this or how much of this, aside from the the hints that some of these things will carry over back into Riverdale, but we're, we're, we're in a kind of standalone universe here. So does this mean that Cheryl Blossom that we all know and love, you know, since season one has been a witch? This eternal witch the whole time, maybe, maybe not. I'm kind of makes it. sense. It would totally make sense, and I actually you remember think it's great. when Brother Meat Puppet lived inside of the house for a while. Yeah, like she's obviously been pretty witchy this entire time. Her having been the kind of haunted soul of Abigail. So, so the reason why uh, she is Abigail Blossom, who again is this is the witch who was burned at the stake. But that wait a minute. Wasn't wasn't Abigail Blossom burned at the stake? But she never died. Uh Uh-huh, okay. Witches never die. Uh Uh-huh. So, because... They sprinkle that on top, like a little bit of (laughs) of hash onto our Rivervale J-bone. 
At the end of the previous season, we learned that Cheryl is mad at uh, everyone else because their ancestors burned her ancestor, Abigail Blossom, at the stake in the late 1800s. Right. And so in this episode, we get to know more about Abigail Blossom. We get to know that she is this, uh, you know, proud lesbian. And um, she has a twin brother who she was very close with. Um, who's in the war. Who's in the, the war. Uh, He's in the war. Yeah, I I guess it's the Civil War, but that would have been over by the yeah, 1890s. We, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. War. Sure, sure, sure. That war. And it, I'm pretty sure it was a civil. I mean, there was other wars going on at that time, but they were like, oh, yeah, the field hospital, like in town from the war, which would apply as a civil yeah. war. Yeah, Any because case. who shows up? Because Thomasina shows up. This is while. Abigail Blossom is not teaching witchery in her school. She's teaching etiquette. Right. And Thomasina comes in is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Women are more than that. And then she goes, yeah, ba, 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 boo. Yeah, women are more than that. And they kiss, kiss, kiss. And then she's like, I think we should teach the girls about the comet. And we should teach them about witchcraft instead. Great. So, and like Abigail Blossom was always a witch. They start kissing. They're going to teach these girls. Who shows up? From the war. Finn? <laughs> Finn Fogarty. Who is played by Fangs. Fangs. And I gotta throw it out there. I don't usually like to throw like throw any of their acting under the bus all the time, but it was <laughs> rough to watch. I will say he was hired as Fangs and not as Finn, the POW, who pretended to have a letter from her dead brother from the war saying, you have to marry me. Turns out, bum, bum, bum. He was only, I guess he wasn't an H.H. Holmes, but if he had gotten his way, I feel like he would have been an H.H. Holmes because what was Fen doing? Thomasina was like, there's no way that Fen was told to come here and marry you. I think this is a hoax. So they go through his things and they find a bunch of dead photographs. Because what is he? He's a serial killer who kills people and then props them up like dolls and he takes pictures of them. That was scary. That creeped me out. Very creepy. Very creepy. Like, again, good job, Riverdale. Like, legitimately scary. Yeah, so he comes back, Finn Fangs comes back and is like, I was your brother's best friend in the war and his dying wish is that you marry me. And Cheryl's like, uh, uh, Abigail is like, okay, I guess I'll do whatever my brother said. And so then Tony is, Tony slash Thomasina is like, no. And so then they figure out he's lying, he's a serial killer. And, um, and so... Then upon she Cheryl um, channels the spirit of uh, Lizzie Borden and kills tries to kill him with an axe, and then his dying curse to her. It's not only that he's a serial killer; he is like a he's also he's a, a warlock. He's a warlock. Yes, yeah. So he's also I magic. forgot he's a warlock, and so he is a magic serial killer. And upon being axed, he says. Uh, Abigail, I curse you. I hope that you're. It was a good curse. He's like, I hope that you're the rest that you live forever and that you're never, t- never loved. 
and never touched and live like the longest, most eternal, lonely existence. A really good curse. It was a good curse. <laughs> and so, right. I don't so, know how he didn't. Oh, I guess because he was a warlock. She should have just like cut off his head or something, right? Well, he did die, didn't he? Yeah, he must have. But she really went at him with that axe. And the fact that he was still alive, because that's what happens, because she kills him and she goes, Thomasina, Thomasina, now we can be together. And he had already killed Thomasina. Oh, and there yeah. was already a dead photograph of her. I forgot about that. Yeah, she was already dead. That was sad. It was sad. It was weird and sad. It was weird and sad and disturbing. Yeah, she was like, oh, I get to be with my loving wife partner and she was had been killed by him and so he curses her to be alive forever and lonely forever and so then we have this whole hot hot sabrina by the way sabrina's extremely hot Good Lord. comes i was like oh i gideon would have been it's gonna be sad to miss this one um and uh and so she, sabrina comes does the the switcheroo between um, Cheryl and Nana Rose at which point and this is all happening at the very end but again we're 15 minutes in and I think we need at least 15 more minutes to unpack this so it's we it gotta, is a, it, we got it we there's a lot so Cheryl is is Abigail Blossom yes what we are what we learn is that Abigail after being cursed by Finn Fogarty aka Fangs but not Fangs not Fangs uh, she you know retreats back into Thornhill uh, and kind of like you know, lives a cursed, lonely existence um, so that no one knows that she's immortal. Again, I'm not sure where the witch burning happened, that they don't acknowledge so, that. I did read this. I've been perusing this interview with Madeline. I never know how to say her last name. Petch? Cheryl. Going back to season five, Cheryl learned that Abigail was burned at the stake by the ancestors of Archie, Betty, and Jughead, and she swore revenge against them. Should they still be watching their backs when season six returns? And she said, absolutely. You're totally on the money. No one is safe. Lots of things are happening. It's nothing that you would expect. I'll just say there's a character in Rivervale that you will continue to see in Riverdale, and she has to do with me. That's all I'll say. What does that mean? She's definitely talking know. about Abigail. Got to be. Right? And that she's but she's not Abigail anymore because she's soul transference into Nana Rose and now she is Nana Rose in soul and spirit so that Nana Rose could take her soul as Abigail to the afterlife so she could be with Thomasina. Yes, which seems like a total win-win for Nana Rose, right? So so Cheryl, I mean, Abigail Is had been- Is it a win-win? She's not Abigail. Well, so Abigail had been cursed, right, to her existence. Then she reappears in the 1950s as Poppy, which we have to talk about Poppy, but let's you just say oh, she's like a, she's accused of being a communist. Oh, we're talking which, about Poppy and Bitsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not making up those names. I loved the Poppy, like, Red Scare plot line going on where they I keep calling her a communist. A communist plot line. I, lo- I was so we happy. We haven't even gotten to it. Yet. I was so excited about the communist plot line. Uh, and so she reemerges as a communist i was it's also confusing because again i'm like are they you'd think that this would be cheryl playing nana rose but it's not nana rose it's just some random other blossom named poppy but it turns out she's still abigail because abigail is immortal and then it turns out cheryl is still abigail um the, the poppy and cheryl are just t- two different disguises that abigail uses to hide the fact that she's an immortal witch from the townspeople and so so 
By you switching. Say it so nonchalant. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul transference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eternal witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by switching with Nana Rose. Yes. Right before Nana Rose dies, what Nana yes. Rose gets out of it is that Nana Rose's soul. Nana Rose appears to not be a witch, just some old lady who is very spooky and knows a lot. Um, meat puppet. What's that? I just I can't unsee her body being used as a meat puppet by La Llorona <laughs> in that first or second episode. Like I can't unsee that. Um, just hey, mom. First things first. Thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say yes. I need help, and yes, I choose me, and that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Like, a lot of supernatural shit has happened to Nana Rose and with Nana Rose, but seemingly she's just a regular old creepy old lady. So she, whoever Nana Rose is now, her soul has gone into Cheryl's body. The soul that was in Cheryl's body, so Cheryl's essence, who we have known and loved for five seasons, now that Cheryl, turns out, was the immortal soul of Abigail, and that soul has now gone into Nana Rose's body where she died and i guess right we know we can confirm that because of the comet she was able to not just die she was able to go in the graveyard find the soul of thomasina and go romp around the graves like lesbian witch ghosts do oh how great would that be what an eternity that's what i <laughs> i would love for that to be my eternity can it be <laughs> gotta get a soul transference spell though if that's what we want they just run into each other in the graveyard at night and like hold hands and hug and then go romp about so their souls <sighs> get to be great. together forever which is nice yes. i'm happy for them and now cheryl's body is still there but instead of being cheryl aka Abigail, Cheryl is now Nana Rose. Nana Rose is that talk about meat puppet. Cheryl's body is now the meat puppet of Nana Rose. Yes, you're right. Who I will say Nana Rose is kick ass, but does that mean that Cheryl is gone? You know, I would I would be sad if she's not 
I don't think this is actually going to hold over. I think she's still going to be Cheryl. But I think that the question is how similar are Nana Rose's personalities and Cheryl's personalities? Probably pretty pretty similar. similar. They are pretty similar. They are both, you know, they they hide away. Does that mean that Cheryl now is going to be more a part of the town? Because technically the curse has been lifted. Right. Right. Which is never die. It was very weird that Sabrina only came in in the very end. They didn't really. And all of this, I need you guys to understand, all of this was explained in about a minute and a half at the very end. And I was like, afterwards, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they and put I a lot of no faith in the viewer to to, to. Uh, to hang on during that <laughs> roller coaster. Did they put a lot of faith in the viewer to not be so high by the end of Riverdale that they can't? I was keep so up? high, and especially like uh, like the uh, the song from the Drive soundtrack, which I do love. They the I'm giving you a night call, telling you how I feel. They did <laughs> a romantic gothic version of that in the end, and it was like. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so I was doing that like stoned alone to myself, to no one. And then I wrote down Rivervale sign at the end, and it do- there was a Rivervale sign, and underneath it, where it was just like it used to be, like oh, the the happiest place on earth. It just said there be witches here. And then I wrote, what the fuck is happening? Soul transference. Cheryl doesn't exist. She's Abigail the whole time. What? Why did I write all? I literally wrote all of it out. That's how stoned I was <laughs> to try and put it together. The only notes I have from this episode. Oh, I well, I have notes. If we feel like we have sufficiently covered, I have one single note. If we feel like we have sufficiently um, clarified what happened with Cheryl's soul and uh, and um, Nana Rose's soul. So my note is a quote, and it's them talking about. This is in the Poppy. Oh yeah, we got to talk Poppy about Poppy universe. Uh, Poppy is also a lesbian. Um, she basically is like a lesbian organizer, but she's not a communist. But because it's the fifties, the way you insult everyone is to call them a communist. And so the quote that I wrote down is, she's the most red-blooded American of all of us. And then the response was, well, apparently she's just red, which I thought was really, (laughs) really, really pleasing. Some of their quips are pretty fucking great. She's a red. She's a commie. She's a lesbian commie. Because what is worse politically in history than to be a witch and to be a lesbian and to be a woman? It's to be a communist. Communist, especially in 1957, Rivervale. Let's talk about Poppy. Also, the line I did, I did, I did find the line that Finn says to curse Abigail. May your life be as everlasting and solitary as the comets. May you remain unloved and alone for all of your miserable days. Which I think that if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, ugh, I was bad to you, I guess. <laughs> I will say I thought it was going to get creepy, just not to jump away real quick from Abigail with Fen Fogarty. Um, I thought that it was going to get forceful on their wedding night, and I was like, I can't handle this. I, I know. can't I was worried about that, too. I was like, to don't, don't do, like, a needless violence against women plot. That's one of the things I like about no. Riverdale, that they're just like, when we, I feel like when they deal with, like, misogyny they deal with it in like a self-aware and not like replicating it way you know like um like they're pretty good about not just like needlessly having violence by men towards women no i was very nervous about it because also i don't even know if i said this fen killed i was gonna say jj but essentially abigail's twin in the war he obviously had killed him so 
her just straight up before anything can happen, she just fucking axes his ass, which yeah. is great. I was great. very happy because I was too stoned at that point. I was like, please don't do this. I don't know if I can handle this right now. And I was very happy that, that yeah. happened. No, thank God. I'm I shows need to not shows don't need to show violence against women as often as they do. And I'm appreciative that Riverdale doesn't. Um, but what they do need to show is women kissing more. And don't worry, we get that in the oh, Poppy plot line. Yeah, we do. Because, because Poppy likes to have women over to just talk yeah. about things. But she's Cheryl slash Abigail slash Poppy, so she's got a lot of wild ideas. And she's yeah, sowing she some ideas about women's independence into the minds of the housewives of Riverdale of the 1950s. And I wish that she was also a communist because why not? Why did they have to make her be like, no, I'm not a communist? Because it would have been cool if she was like, yeah, man, capitalism sucks. She's too rich to be. I mean, look at her, how she is with the maple trees, MJ. You really think she's a communist? That's true. She's a, she's deep. Cheryl is probably the least communist character on the show. But they should have said that. And she she has a but she does have a lot of ideas about w- women's you know uh, empowerment, um, and so she tries to you know sow some women's independence in the minds of the housewives of Riverdale. One of whom is Botsy. What's her name? Bitsy. Bitsy's <laughs> played by Betty. So there's Elena, who's Alice. Velma, who's Veronica. Bitsy, who's Betty, and Tammy, who's Tabitha, and. Tammy Tabitha is like, I wish I could work at the diner. And poof, she gets to work at the diner. Don't understand. I tried to start unraveling that. I was like, wait a second. Wouldn't that be probably Pop's wife at the time? Like, did they create the diner? But then if you think about it in the last episode with Lou Cipher, where like, oh no, the diner has also had a curse on it this entire time. Where is the war between heaven and hell? I was doing a real big... Uh, kind of like genetic can't like I was doing like uh, you know kind of a big family tree um, thing where I was trying to I was like because in this in this that was when I realized they aren't all playing their ancestors but some of them are like right. Kevin is playing his ancestor who was like the Kirk town sheriff yes Kirk Keller <laughs> Bet- Bitsy is not Betty and doesn't seem to be Betty's ancestor I think she's just some woman i don't know if she's she's in love with angry jack and i will say i thought about you mj did you think that jughead was kind of sexy in his like 1950s laying down the law i know i shouldn't have but part of me was like "Ooh, wear that cardi okay i mean i like a 1950s you know outfit certainly i mean he is forcing her to have a kid that she doesn't (laughs) want so yeah i know that's not necessarily sexy but but i would i went into i did the tabitha hole too because i was like who's wife is she is she is she pops is she pops you know how we i don't have, think pop would allow that no well right like we don't I mean pop Tabitha's, would like let her be her own person I exactly mean, like, is, right like, that's what i meant yeah exactly like pop wouldn't have been so it would have been pops's father which we know he did own the diner yes i think i don't think it would have because pop wouldn't have been like a Young man in 1957. He would have right. been, he's a little younger than that. Right. So, so. So that would be she, his mother. Yeah. So she must, Tabitha must have been playing Pops's mother and Pops's father was an asshole about women, which I guess, you know, whatever that tracks. But then I was like, is Jughead playing Jughead's ancestor and Betty's playing Betty's ancestor? And then I was like, no, because then Betty and Jughead would be 
doing incest with each other. So, yeah. so I think that although don't just, even get into that in regular Riverdale because I think that that I think the plot lines have we have yeah we've delved towards times. incest in the past in the regular <laughs> universe too. But I think that they dance with it, don't they? I think it's fair to uh, to assume that Jughead was playing Jack, who's just some guy, not a Jones. Not only is he just some guy, but he's some guy that talks like this. And he comes in and says, my Betsy's going to have another baby. And how dare you? She ain't no lesbian. Um, But she is because Betsy and Cheryl. Ooh, ooh, I wanted more of it. I wanted more of Betsy (laughs) and Poppy so hard. I was like, yeah, 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 with their lipsticks. (laughs) And Betsy goes to Poppy and is like, what am I going to do? Jack wants me to have another kid. I don't want to have another kid. I want you. They kiss. She gives her some, you know, birth control seeds. Which doesn't turn out to work, by the way. That was the only witch failure of the entire episode. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Or was it that Jack found out about the seeds oh, and maybe. took them away because then Jack storms Thornhill with Bitsy in tow and is like, you're never going to put your lips on my wife again. <laughs> no, go into the loony bin. I, I'll tell you. Um, but she doesn't go to the loony bin. She's just put inside of a, a drunk tank of sorts that Kirk Keller watches over her uh, because Bet's Bitsy comes to her and says, I'm pregnant and I never loved you and we could never be together. And so she has to be sad in the drunk tank for nine months until, I guess, Poppy was the only doula, like birthing doula in the town. Yeah, I don't know why they let her out to deliver Betsy's baby. Like, that was... Yeah, wait, who... (laughs) They imprisoned... Bits they they imprison Poppy. They imprison Poppy. For yeah. like support they accuse her of being a communist. She Oh, that's right. It. And then they undergo everything. They rip Thornhill apart. Kirk Keller's like, Yeah, yeah, dirty commie. And then they put her into the drunk tank. Right. Where she has a she has a full desk. Um, she has a dresser. It right. is she's fine. She's they incarcerate her for kind of for just being a like a lesbian communist. Um and then like you do. And then Bitsy's like, I don't actually love you. Uh, but I do, obviously, and I'm pregnant. And then they're like, oh, this is so sad. We can't be together. And then they're like, okay, we're going to let you out to deliver Bitsy's baby, which she does. <laughs> and what was the other thing? Don't they tell her, oh, if you do this thing, we won't. We won't put you back in here. Yeah. And then what they do in the end is they have her then under house arrest and she is right. then put up into Thornhill forever and she's not allowed right. to leave Thornhill, which is fine. She's been doing this for generations. I, that's right. They, she goes it's really not that much arrest. of a punishment for her. She loves it <laughs> there. And that's, oh yeah, that's what Bitsy says. I might have given you the wrong idea about us, puppy. I've never been happy in my marriage and I would be very lucky to have another child with Jack. So just butt out. Okay. <laughs> um, I just wanted them to kiss more. I wanted more kissing between the two of them. So then she is forever. Also in between this, remember when she gives Velma slash Veronica the Kama Sutra to help her with her fuck problems? I forgot about that, actually. That happened? Yes. Yep, that happened. And I guess that would mean with Reggie, I... Uh, but she's the one to go to that she's got all the she's got all the powders and the mixes. And, you know, that means like what they did in the witch trial era. Also with the commies, they're like, we don't like her. We got to get rid of her. Right. Right. All we're saying is give peace a chance. 
<laughs> right. It's interesting that like, right, Abigail's a witch. Um, uh, Poppy's a communist. Poppy's accused of being a communist, which was as bad, as, which was the witch, you know, the witch hunt of the 50s. And then Cheryl is just a, it's like Cheryl is neither like both witches and communists were like unjustly persecuted in their time. And I guess the parallel then for Cheryl is that just that she's gay, but also everything that Cheryl is persecuted about is like very aside from being gay, which she isn't persecuted about because it's like present day and it's Riverdale. And thankfully they don't really have much of that. Um, they just like let her be like a positive gay character. But so everything that is bad about Cheryl is just bad on like a personal level. Cheryl's just like a bad person. Whereas like yeah. Abigail and Poppy were both like unfairly maligned by like the political environment of well, like these witch hunts. And that's what Cheryl says in this interview with her of like, that's because Cheryl is actually a hybrid of the two put together since it is like she has been the same. So that anger and that malice has just grown over time. Mm. And that is why she is like, why Cheryl has always been like this uh. is because it's generations of her being maligned for no reason. So then she comes into every situation on the defensive, which I, mean, oh, I will say that makes is a part of trauma. I mean, that is, that is weirdly yeah. enough a, a good telling of trauma and how it affects you over time uh, yeah. for some people. Yeah. So I, I think the more I talk about this episode, the more I like it. I think it was a good episode. It's, I, I mean, episode. I think that the Abigail and Poppy stuff was really fun and really interesting. I mean, more kissing. I needed a lot more kissing, but that's so. But there that's, was a pretty good amount of kissing. You know, there was there was a lot of Thomasina and Abigail kissing. There was a lot of uh, Poppy and Bitsy kissing. Yeah, and then so the baby was born as the comet came up overhead, and so now the, yeah, the soul transference happened during then. I wonder what the fuck is going to happen now. Who's left to have their own arc? Jughead, right? Yes, but like he's had his own little segments with Tabitha. He's had his own little so, segments. Like I'm just wondering who is left to like be killed off. Nobody was really killed off in this episode though, were they? Well, Nana Rose. Nana Rose. But no main character like because in episode 1 Archie was killed off. In right. episode 2 Tony was killed Tony, off. Yeah. In episode 3 uh, which one was it? Somebody it died. It wasn't the Lianora. Oh, was... uh, Reggie did. Remember? Reggie. Yeah, Reggie, Lou Cipher took Reggie's soul and, and took him down yes. into the underworld because of the casino that is now going to be used uh, to farm souls for the devil. Right. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> I'm sorry. Rivervale. <laughs> and so in this one, Nana Rose died. I guess that counts. Um, she's a she's a pretty big character at this point. Honestly, I've fallen in love with Nana Rose, but I'm I am excited if this is something that she's going to continue doing. Does if I would love it if Cheryl continues to be Nana Rose and not Cheryl anymore. Yeah, and I don't even know what necessarily that means. But I what am will it change? Will it change much? Yeah, that would just be a like if for the rest of the seasons of Riverdale, she's just not actually. We just we know at least we remember we know that she's in our not heart Cheryl. Of hearts. She's Nana Rose. Um, yeah, I don't. I have fuck all idea of what's going to happen next because obviously every episode has been completely its own journey, and I don't know who they want to do a deep dive like because there's been a deep dive basically on. I mean, most all four episodes have really, in a way, been a deep dive on Cheryl's witchiness. So, right, because Cheryl's witchiness was what orchestrated the mass murder of or the big the ma the collective murder of Archie. Um, 
and she was influencing the 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 sea witch murdering the children and or you know she like every episode has had a lot to do with Cheryl's witchiness. So where does it go from here? What happens I think, in the fifth I think episode? that there's going to be, I think it has to continue to have magic inside of Riverdale. And part of this uh, interview as well, it says Nana Rose passed away and her spirit entered Cheryl's body. Is this really goodbye for Nana Rose? And she says, I love Nana Rose. Barbara Wallace is my favorite. I would say it's only goodbye for Riverdale. Also, no one ever dies in Riverdale. Come on. Yeah. So I think that everybody is coming back. But what I, Man, y'all, it's it is crazy that we started this show because of how batshit it is. And yes, it is still completely batshit. But I think that this is so good to reinvent it. I think it's going to come back stronger than it has been in years. I'm very excited with where it is going now that all of this bullshit has been unearthed. Think of the different curses. Think of uh, like all of the things they can play with. It makes me think of Fear Street. Now it is like, yeah, okay. It's extremely that, Riverdale, yeah. It's a, it's a hotbed of supernatural murder and witchcraft and... I mean, even another serial killer in this episode. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy for a television show. Another serial killer? I love how many serial killers there are. I love um, the, I, I do love the magic. I think it's like absolutely what Riverdale needed. I hope that regular Riverdale comes back and is as good because what example of a show can you think of where you're like, oh, season one is really good and then the rest of it sucked, but then season five, season five B or whatever the fuck was really good. Was you know? really good. And that, like literally this 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 little mini arc is the only one that compares i think even to season 1. Season 1 was a legitimately excellent season of television. Everything else has been kind of a slippery slope. This is a really i don't think this is still as good as season 1, but i feel like it's coming back. It's very good and i hope it keeps it up because i have like truly enjoyed these four episodes. Oh, the next episode is it's i can't even believe this. MJ, it's the 100th episode, the (gasps) next episode. They're going to do all sorts of crazy shit. They are going back to the 1950s. They are in their their outfits from, they're going into Archie Comics. Yeah! And the episode, which also marks the final installment of the five-episode Rivervale event, is titled The Jughead Paradox. Uh And the official description is cryptic. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Unnerved by a series of strange happenings around him, Jughead's quest for answers leads him to uncover the truth about Rivervale. Yes. That's yes. It. I knew it was going to be Jughead cuz Jughead's been holding our hand ushering us through these four episodes. So I knew it was going to end with him. Yes. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. not see it but I'm doing a jig and I'm very very <laughs> excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's great. Man. Fantastic. And I will say I think this is the shortest episode of Riverdale Roundup we've ever done because like I have nothing I don't know what else to say. This is great. Yeah. I really liked it. I like yeah. I like what's happening and the people I've gotten a couple messages people are like I can't believe you like this. <laughs> and I was like if I like the rest of it, I'm here. I I'm I'm in it. We're watching it. What am I going to like I you can only hate watch to such an extent. I love that this exists. Yeah. I mean, right. Like, I've always enjoyed the hate for seasons two through four, I guess. What four, four A, four B, however many, whatever. Since pandemic, there's been like somehow like six seasons. But like, since the show started to jump the shark, it has jumped and jumped and jumped and jumped to the point where it's like, well, I guess I actually enjoy this for how fucking awful it is. And now to suddenly find oneself enjoying the show that you watch 
you started off watching it for how fun, bad, like good, 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 but kind of bad it was. And then it started as being like bad, bad, but still fun, but more bad than fun. And then now it's like fun, good. You know, it's like a real roller coaster. It and is. we got to ride it. What are we going to not enjoy the fact that it's good now? Come on. No, come and ride the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. Choo choo. And get on board the fuck express because we've got one more fuck to give. And that is next week when we watch the final episode inside of the Rivervale arc. Thank you so much for joining us on Rivervale Roundup this week. We've got one more, and then I have no idea when the next season comes out. I'm going to assume February? (laughs) Why did I just make that up? I just literally made it up, but there's going to be another half of the season. Season. Pandemic really, right? Really, there. Series. How many? There's been three seasons just since the pandemic started, but they, I think they've only numbered as two. Yeah. So it's it's very hard. I we don't. The the thing about Riverdale is it makes you live in the moment. You're like, I don't know what has happened in the past. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I know I enjoyed this episode, and we call that mindfulness. Yeah, and we're wow. thankful for that. Yeah, we are thankful for our mindfulness, <laughs> and thank you, and thank you, MJ, for reminding thank us. Thank you, that we Jackie. Have to stay in the present. You I don't know, know what I would do. Want to or not? I don't know where my brain would be without you to process these things. We got to talk it out. We got it. This is this brings us closer together, and it makes me. This is that like MJ and I's special time. <laughs> <laughs> that does make me as much as I have my ups and downs with how I feel about Riverdale. Um, it really, this is always my favorite part is of like, well, at least I get to go scream towards MJ about yes. it. Yes. Yes. No Holden's allowed. No Holden's allowed. <laughs> we love you guys. And oh, yeah, yeah. We'll see you next week when Jughead finds out what the hell is happening i'm so excited for this oh man i'm actually looking forward to the next riverdale oh my god me too (laughs) i am gonna kiss them all love you guys see you next week bye this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to go to lastpodcastnetwork.com Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 